Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You've waited all week, and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Blind Mike. Mike. Finally. He's been teasing me for weeks now. As I I imagine, he does do a lot of young men. Yeah, I was going to say, I I am a cock tease. Uh, But, finally, he's in studio. The voice you hear there, a very high-pitched... Some would say annoying. I wouldn't use those words. I don't think I sound high-pitched now, do I? No, you sound all right. Yeah. You know, honestly, your voice isn't as bad. It's not as bad as the uh, perception. Right. I agree. It was when you were younger. Well, I was 12. That was terrible. Yeah, I had a man's voice at 12. Well, you know? I'm not a man, so <laughs> not a real man. Um, let me ask you this. When you, you did The Tonight Show at what age? 12 I was 12, yes. So when you look back at that, yes. you're on The Tonight Show with Jay yes. Leno. Yep. And now I'm doing a podcast with you. With a guy named Blind Mike. It's like, where did this Doing Where did this all go wrong? You peaked at 12. I did. I say that many times. I'm glad you got caught on to that. Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that rough to deal with, or have you gotten over it? Uh, it is rough. No, it's rough. I, yeah, I, I've, I'll never <laughs> achieve those heights again. I mean, 12 years old on right. Tonight Show? Come on. So, for, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Did I hear correctly? Uh, I thought you mentioned, I briefly came up your first morning on uh, in the Gilroy stuff, and I thought you said that I talked shit about you when I was on with Gilroy? Did I say or that? Or did I misunderstand that? Uh, maybe I said it. I totally forget okay, saying Okay, when that. my name came up, I thought you said, I heard he was uh, talking trash about it. Oh, maybe I did. I just saw a headline, WEI.com. It said, like, Reamer's been dodging Blind Mike's podcast. I go, he was probably trash-talking me. Oh, no, I was. I mean, I have and I, I have right. and I will. Of but course. I, I, that, that night, I don't think I did. In fact, oh. I think I defended you. Oh, uh, thank you. You, yes, yes. I appreciate I've, the defense. I've, I've both. I heard your Kirk you. podcast. You were defending me, saying I should have been yes. back. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. So I agreed to come on. Well, thank you. No, <laughs> I've, I've both trashed and defended you. That's um, that's great. That's the way it should be, right? It should yeah. be fifty fifty. You're a guy. You got to be fifty fifty. Uh, you're a guy that I disagree with on a lot of your your points. Well, that's good that you say on the air. But you're a guy that I also respect because I think. I mean, wait, you're, you're I'm, younger I'm, than me, I'm, right? I'm not worth respecting, really. <laughs> that's okay. You don't need to be nice. You're younger than me, right? How old are you? 25? I'm 25, yeah. yeah so you're, you're younger than me, <clears throat> and you've accomplished a lot more. So I, I, Again, I have I'm, to well, at least say I respect We're kind of the same place. It's yeah. Friday in the summer, and we're here in this <laughs> yeah. darkened studio recording a podcast. So I'd say we're about equal. So what took you so long to get back on the air? Did they, six months you were off? For five the, and for change. The, for the pissant comment? Uh, pretty much five months to the date. So my last show before the Brady stuff took off was... I think January 26th, 27th in that range. And I, my first show back was like June 29th, June 30th, about two weeks ago. The day you uh, got suspended and the day that Brady uh, said I don't want him to lose his job right. was the day I recorded my first podcast. And it, w- it was never heard on the air because I talked about you. Yeah, I mean, and that's they, a good and, instinct, but I mean, you can't be surprised that they wouldn't want right. that out there. So they were, they were petrified of it. But that day, what I said was, that why well, I, I go he'll probably be back in a couple weeks, 
if if Brady said he shouldn't be fired, then he'll be back eventually. So five five months later, <laughs> yeah, you're still waiting to get back on the air. And were they in contact with you at all, saying this is why we haven't had you back yet, or was there just no communication? I was in contact with them. Every right. please, please, can I come back? Right. Uh, no, I, I knew that it was going to be a while before I get back on the air. I think they were playing it by year. There are a few other things that needed to be sorted out with the station. Uh, we did get the confirmation a couple weeks ago that Brady is coming back to KNC. I think that was a benchmark <laughs> they had God. in their minds as well. I'm very happy about that. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Even if I kept my job, I'd never hear the end of it. Right. If Brady left KNC, are you kidding me? Uh, so I, I, I think it just worked. I, I had a feeling, you know, I felt like I was in purgatory, especially at the beginning. It was I, I, I had no idea. To be honest with you, the fact that I'm on Kirk and Callahan right now, I, I there were times when I thought it was never going to happen, really. But then I'd say the last month to six weeks, I felt like, it was nearing an end. It was just when is the return going to happen, and it happened about two weeks ago. Why? What was the thing where you told me you were going to be back on air a few weeks ago, and then you weren't? Well, that's how it works here. What, yeah, what I, I had that? no idea. What it was, was a tease. About? Well, Kirk's. I don't. You listen to K and C, right? right? He's like Tuesday will have Alex. Yeah, Reader. but I don't know. It's you know, it's ninety-seven percent fake, so I don't know what to believe and what not. To. I don't. Right here with you. <laughs> I had no idea. No one talked to me that weekend. I said, "Oh, I guess I'll just have to tune in Monday to find out if I'm working tomorrow," and I did. They teased it softly, so I called Kirk like six times, finally picked up on the sixth answer, and he told me, no, you're not going to be on tomorrow, uh, because originally I thought, I there was really no benefit for me to do this podcast until I got back on the air. Like, I, I, there's I, no I was, benefit for you to do it anyway. Right. But, yeah. I, I was on, you know, enough about me in like April, May with Kirk. I felt like I laid out everything there, and I'm like, I, I need to lay low till, till I'm Did back you think on. that was a mistake at all to do to not do it on the air your first time back, or did you think it was easier? No, that was good. You like that better? What to do the Kirk podcast? To do the Kirk podcast yeah. first? No, that was a good move, and that was Kirk. Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk did me a solid there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I asked him to come on the show. I felt like at that point that was April. But three months after it happened, I felt like the ice was, you know, pretty much melting. So I said, we, I, need, I just want to get surfaced again in some fashion. And, yeah, so we did it there. I, th- I think that was well. That does, it went get, well. does it get old or frustrating that, uh, like, I heard them, you were on this morning. I was. And I heard uh, Ken, both Ken and Kirk, kind of bashing your return. Yeah. Saying you, saying you were bored. D- does it frustrate you that, that that's going to happen either way? Even if you were outrageous and wacky, I knew I, that, I, that I knew happen. I knew that would be a storyline that would be surfaced. Is Reamer timid? What's he going to be? I mean, I'll be honest. My first two shows have, have not really stood out. I think it's been fine. I, I, it's, I would it's, say fine. It's yeah. been fine. I, I've kind of just been there. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a weird thing with the return. So you, so I mean, I've been back for two weeks prior to doing my first KNC. So it's been talked about. I did talk about it in the Kirk podcast. I've apologized. So it's like. You want to do some of the Brady stuff, but, I mean, it's already been said. Like, what more is there to really say about it? So, yeah, it's been fine. I, I, the thing with KNC is, especially with the way the show is now, it's such a it's a cast of characters. There's so many storylines within the show. I think you need to be in there consistently on a weekly basis in order to build up some of that momentum again. You know, I'm kind of like the weird, like, guy who's just kind of been plopped in there after being off the air for five months, you know? So yeah. I think that plays into it, too. And they're also, you know, what's going on? There need to be issues that sure. you can get yeah, fired up about. Yeah, it's the middle of July. No, yeah. there's nothing going on. Yeah. I'll tell you my problem uh, with you with the Brady stuff is that, and you've admitted to this, that it wasn't real. No. It was, you were listening to a guy trying to be outrageous. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, but even, I'll, I'll say this in your defense, it reads a lot worse than it listens. Well, it's a, it was like, a, it when was you a, see the, when you see the headline on Barstool, well, it's course. like, why is he doing that? But then no, when you listen just, to it, you're like, eh, he's just being silly. 
It was a flip comment that, again, wasn't funny, as you mentioned. No one would agree with it. wasn't real. Uh, yeah, no, and it was a stu- stupid, stupid thing. You, you don't use this platform to make fun of children, never mind the children of Tom Brady, who not only is quarterback of the Patriots, but one of the most valuable assets this radio station has. So but, a loser all around. But my problem with it was that, like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't real. It's not really how you felt. How do you justify or, or rationalize going forward that you've admitted you'll say things kind of just to be outrageous? but also that you're an honest broadcaster. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think, again, it goes back to this. You have to just be honest about it, right? So that was me trying to be the contrarian asshole. Like, how can I be the guy who doesn't like the family? And that is real. I mean, I, I naturally, and everyone's going one way, I like to go another way. But, you know, and Kirk and I talked about this on this podcast a couple months back. It's, it's a point of you, you just got to be honest about it. It's like, do I really? And the risk-reward, too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but I I am owning my words. I mean, I said it. I'm not saying that it was – I said it, but if you ask me, did you mean it or not, no. It wasn't a serious take. You listened to it. It was a flip comment. It was like three seconds. Uh, You know, just again, just trying to go to the line at all times instead of realizing sometimes you just be honest about it and then – Go back. And we all know Mutt is the one to really blame. He was drunk and oh, asleep right, at the wheel. And right. he Mutt, stopped Mutt, Mutt, as, as, as Tony should have jumped in the way of Felger during that holiday yes, rant, exactly. it was Mutt did not jump in my way. But are you now, Are you? do you still have the thoughts, how can I be the contrarian on, on this issue? Will you, will you still think like that? Or will you just think, I'm just any, whatever I think, I'm going to go to the umpteenth degree with it, but I'm going to be honest always now? Oh, you uh, yes, on it. You have to be honest, but I think the contrarianism is. But there's honest. some stuff that doesn't. There's some stuff that doesn't feel honest with me, like the the moral nine eleven. I don't believe that you thought it was the worst day in the country. Oh no, when oh, Donald no, Trump. I do. Well, do you really? I think I've been proven right more and more that that was a terrible day for this country. Really? Again, stupid phrasing. But right? like, the, but like the, yeah, like to compare oh, it to nine eleven is what I'm dumb saying. phrasing. Absolutely right. dumb phrasing, but no, my opinion that it was a terrible day for this country. I I think I look bet- more right by with each passing day. To be honest with you. In That's what, real. In what, in what way? Like, what what has Trump actually done? What has he actually done? Well, actually done. Well, you're other a, than tweeting dumb shit. Well, you're a white guy, sure. right? Who lives I'm in Boston? I'm a disabled guy. Okay, but <laughs> white well, guy. Yeah, who gives a shit about that? Right. Well, go how, go I mean, you're, well how blind are you though? What is that? I mean, uh, f- well, getting worse. Getting much. You worse. think so? Oh, I know. I mean, I know. Fingers so. up and see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can see yeah, 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 thank you, Jared. How much am I holding? Jared's up? first contribution. Can you even see that I'm holding? Three. Got it. It's third. Second try. Yeah. Right. No, getting worse. I'd say you're not. I can't drive a car. I walked here. That's fine, lucky, though. But I don't drive that's either. That's lucky. Yeah, I'm we're happy. A lucky guy, I'm, I'm happy. Cars aren't part of my life. You should. It saves you a lot of money. Yeah, but I, and but a lot I, of headache. Okay, but keep going. I'm a straight privileged man. I'm a very, yes, very privileged yes, man. Yes, yes. Your skin is not brown. Right. You're not disenfranchised. I mean, you're not. You're not. You know, trying to. Right. You're. You're not in a. A low class worker, if you will, is having their yes, protection stripped away. Are you part of a union? No. Because those are not a thing anymore. Thanks to the Gorsuch appointment, Supreme Court ruled 4-3, that union contributions are not mandatory now. I mean, that's the thing with Trump. All the conservative judges he's been appointing. If you are a disenfranchised member of society, if your skin is black but or I brown. Am, I'm di- I'm, I'm, I, I know you laugh at that, but I'm a disabled man. But not, okay. In but, what way am I not? In what way am I not? Tell me. Well, how, you're, you're blind. I'm right? blind, yes. yes. I can't drive a car. I can't fucking read. I have him in here because I can't see that computer. <laughs> Do you think you face more discrimination on a daily basis than someone who's black, someone who's brown? No, but I women. face discrimination. People call me blind Mike. Right. The first thing you think is, uh, okay. why is this well, guy missing my you, handshake? You, you, why is he making you, you call yourself blind Mike. You've branded yourself as that, correct? Sure, because it's funny. I understand well, that. But, but Alex, when people lose respect for me because I do things like I miss handshakes. Who loses respect I, for you because you miss a handshake? Everyone I've ever met in my entire life. Well, I think I'm being an asshole. Well, Okay. That's more people that discriminate against black people. So you would, but, so but, you but would put that is, on the same level as being a woman at no. a job who's facing sex discrimination, no, no, who doesn't no. get paid what as I'm much? Saying, what I'm saying to you 
is that I don't look at myself as uh, downtrodden, but I do fit the criteria of someone who's discriminated against and, and lower class no, no. and that you know the no? median income for black families in boston is like eight thousand the median household net worth is like eight thousand dollars yeah that's what mine is too <laughs> well mine too but uh, <laughs> i blame that for getting in this business right uh, whereas white households like two hundred thousand dollars i mean just a history of discrimination in this country against african-americans people of color that's been perpetuated by the trump administration all right so alex so that's what alex I mean that. does not care about disabled people we're not as that's right yeah we, put we that have, on put that headline a, on we have it a lot better <laughs> than blacks and, and well, women. you just can't compare your you, well you personally yeah i think you do have it better than a black person who's born in the inner city with a single mother absolutely who's smoking a little weed on his porch gets arrested by the police i mean thanks to jeff sessions they're going right there trump says we don't care if you beat him up rough him up i mean no all right that's an interesting take alex well, what's, it, what's an interesting disabled. take that 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 when did I say disabled that? people aren't discriminated against. I that, that, I, I yes, that's that a, when did I say that? Like two minutes ago, yeah. line for line, word yeah. for word? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, that I'm, okay, or at least that I don't fit that criteria for whatever I don't understand why I don't. Well, what, do you, what, what, do you, what are you arguing about? What are you comparing yourself to? You're saying that I've never faced challenges in my life because I'm a white I man. I never said that. And I'm saying I the group that. that I'm in. I but, said that your group, you are more privileged by the color of your skin. So I'm more white than I am blind? <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Why? Why? Just because. Just because? Because you've decided that because it, it hurts your argument if a blind guy who doesn't make any money doesn't think that he's being Why do you not make any money? Because you want to do this business, right? right? What if what if you went but to what finance? But what can I do? I can't I can't draw I can't drive for Uber. I can't do any. There's there's Uber a lot of jo- there's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of regular jobs. I can't work as a fucking cashier because I can't see. Computers. Uh, oh, you're right. And if you're a cashier, you'd be rolling in the dough. No, that's what I'm saying is I can't even get regular shitty jobs because I can't see. That's just a fact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying that the institutional discrimination, that's stuff that you physically can't do, right? Right. How is that institutional discrimination? There isn't. What I'm saying is I've, I've also faced challenges, and you're saying that because I'm white, I, I, it's not real or something. I never said that. Just because of your skin color, you are inherently more privileged than somebody who is black Well, I'll say this. this. That's not what this podcast is, but now I do believe that you believe that shit. Well, and that's true. what that's what I like. Because you know, like the, the problem I've had with you is that sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know if he, if he buys it, but like having an actual discussion. Yeah, a crazy, okay. op- I love the, he, a crazy he, opinion he, he that because it. you're white, you're inherently more privileged than someone who is not and has faced history of institutional discrimination and racism in this country. I love that that's like a but crazy, I'm, But now, what, what, is, what is the government doing now to oppress black people? Like, just give me an example. What is the government doing to oppress black people? What is the, gov- what is the, gov- what is the government doing? It's, it's, how about uh, mandatory prison sentences? Jeff Sessions wants to keep those. I mean, our law enforcement system in but, general. But, but, but for just black people? Black people get get arrested at a disproportionate rate to white people. They use, for example, black people and white people, but it's institutional. And it's when, when Trump is up there saying, back in my day, you know, he used to rough up the people you arrest, hit their heads on the car. I won't care. I mean, that is encouraging this kind of behavior. The Justice Department is looking into problematic police departments under Barack Obama. They pulled that back under Jeff Sessions. I mean, you can go on down the line. Of but this but kind the, of stuff. The, the, even the police being racist isn't the government. If they, if there if there are a disproportionate amount of racist but economic cops, policies too, though. I mean, when you cut back on Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, when you cut back on entitlements, who are the people primarily taking those? Yes, poor people, and a lot of poor people in this country are people of color. So it's stuff. It's stuff like that. But there's also things that that go into that, like single parent households. That isn't. That's not racism. That's just. But there's more single parent households in the black community than white well, people. Why is that? Yeah, that's, that's because of the government. It's because of decades. It's because of centuries of discrimination. That's what it is. It's because There's a lot of single parent households because of discrimination. It's because a lot of fathers get arrested for nonviolent drug offenses. They go to prison. So every single parent household, the father was arrested. 
many of them. It's not that he's just not around. You're trying too hard. You're trying too hard to like. It's this is not hard of an argument. (laughs) African Americans are disproportionately arrested compared to white people, right? Especially for non-drug offenses. So you would say then that more African American men are arrested for non-violent drug use than white men. They spend more time in jail because they don't have lawyers and have proper representation. You could say yes, that's an economic issue, but a lot of people of color are in lower economic classes than white people. So I mean, that's just one example why there are more single-parent households. But there's less contraception use as well in low-income neighborhoods. And that's not because of the government either. Yes, it is because they want to shut down Planned Parenthood. They want to shut down other places where they give contraception and other forms of birth control. Or because it feels good to not wear a condom. That's another That's another I, reason. I guess people so, yeah. True. <laughs> um, I'm happy I'm gay. <laughs> uh, does that, did, did that ever bother you when you started on uh, KNC? First of all, respect, because you did the same thing I did. What? Your first appearance on uh, KNC, I don't know how well it went, but you threw out, you said, uh, hey, by the way, I'm gay. I'm coming second in. appearance. I'm co- oh, that was your second appearance? Yes. Okay, I take it back then. Yeah. Um, was that uh, kind of strategic where you, you felt it wasn't? Because that's what I did in my interview with Barstool. I felt like it sucked, so I said, oh, oh, I'm, I'm blind, by the way, if you want to make fun of me. Um, <laughs> it was a slow show. I'm like, what can I do? I'll never get invited back. Is, is that what it was, that you no. were worried, or you just really wanted to do it? Well, Kirk asked me. like, He's yeah. like, we have Alex Reamer here. What do people not know about you? And I'm like, you know, let's just do it. Because uh, okay. as you know, I mean, in order to do talk radio well, especially KNC, you have to be yourself. Yeah. I don't know how Obviously. to do it well, but yeah. I, well, yeah, I, barely. I don't even <laughs> really. But in order to even attempt to do it well, right, you have to be yourself. And so I was thinking, well, I have to say this eventually. I can't pretend to be some straight guy. So here's the floor. Let me take the opportunity. So that's what that was. There was, there was, was there was a little bit of a thought that this might help your career, or no? Oh, it's definitely helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely helped. I mean, it helps to stand out. It helps to be different. That gave me a lot of juice early on. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, it, I, I think it's helped. It's been a net positive. Did it? Yeah. Did it ever bother you when you started that uh, Jerry seemed? Just fascinated by the idea that you could possibly have sex. I know with a man. what a crazy it's radical th- thought. Just the thought that you put your penis inside a man. My so God. wild. Like a sixty minutes interview he would do with and you. it like, continues. He's so fascinated. Is he still by it. even he this still? week Wednesday? I spent a lot of time on the gay stuff. Jerry, lo- Jerry is so enthralled with that world because it's so far from what he's used to, right? Or could even imagine, <laughs> right? 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 You know, um, it, it, the most embarrassing thing I heard because you know, sex in a bathhouse in Montreal—that just seems like good old-fashioned fun. Really dirty. <laughs> it seems like just you know wild and crazy fun. The most embarrassing thing I've ever heard you say was this morning. You said uh, when you were a, a young man, you would yes. mute the TV. I did, yes, and call baseball games. I did, yes. That, yep. That's, that's how I became what such I a feel, great broadcaster. Like I feel like if you watched a uh, documentary on the likes of a, a Jeffrey Dahmer type, you would hear that he mm-hmm. was doing that yep. in, the, in the privacy of his own right home. On the, like, that's psychotic. Get the nail right on the head. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't even have any pictures in my room, any posters, the walls are blank, so I definitely have several serial killer, serial killer type tendencies. tendencies. Yeah, I, like I, won't, I won't dispute I'm that. I'm respecting you more, every, everything I hear about That's you. what it works. Um, was there anyone at the station that, because I know, you know, Kirk advocated for you. Jerry advocated yes, for you getting did. back on the air. Was there anyone that advocated against you? And and maybe not went to management and said, I don't want this guy in the air, but maybe said, ah, you know, he's a little dangerous. I don't know if we should have him back. Did you hear any, any catch any wind of that? No, not to my knowledge. No? no? That's disappointing. I was hoping you'd have someone. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> I give, give, give me some more to hate, but no, yeah. not to my knowledge. I don't think so. Um, why aren't you ever on, or will you be on uh, Dale, and, Dale and Keith at all? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I kind of they not that. want you on. I did one show with them months ago that I thought was great. We had like a great first hour. We went right. at it about sports talk versus non-sports talk. But Holly talk. must have still been there at that point. Holly right? was out. It was Dale and Keith, and I was okay, filling okay. in for Holly. It was like the day before Thanksgiving or gotcha. something. Uh, well, that so when Holly left, I mean, that was right 
after the Brady thing. So I was out of the picture. Uh, if I was around, I think I definitely would have gotten some reps with Dale and Keith. There's no doubt. Now, I don't know. I mean, they have their own rotation. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, six to six, I do fit best with K and C, like ideally, right? I mean, you right. know, me doing Celtics offseason talk, I'll do it, but that I don't really feel like I can stand out in that, you know, in that, that kind of setting. That's the other thing I wonder about you is, um, you know, when you were obviously when you when you were doing, uh, maybe I'm wrong about this because I didn't. Surprisingly, I didn't catch every episode of oh, the Big Show did. Unfiltered. Oh yeah. <laughs> no one did. If you can believe that, did. but when I when I did hear you on there, um, you know, you were you were not what you are now. You were Boy. very you were Sporty McKenzie's grandson. Oh, oh beyond Sporty McKenzie. Guy. I used to be a huge. I used to, I did a Red Sox podcast for years. I was right. in the numbers like nobody would believe. Right. Yeah. So is that just because you've uh, evolved as a, as a human being, or is it that you've kind of admired what Kirk has done and said that's more what I want to be. Oh, it's definitely looks and I was a huge fan of KNC for years before coming on here. Uh I love that kind of radio. I love Howard Stern. Uh what you know, Kirk to me is uh Ugh, I don't want to. I'm kind of such a Kirk bum smoocher, but he. Uh, <laughs> I love the inner drama stuff. I yeah. love the station drama stuff. As a listener, that's the stuff that I liked the most. And as I grew older, I became more interested in media, sports media in particular. And over the last several years, it's been politics. I mean, my interests have more diverted away from sports, more towards politics. Um, now I'm still a huge sports fan. I love to watch watch the Red Sox, pay attention, keep up on it. I mean, the thing is, if you listen to my weekend shows, my night shows, I don't, I don't do a Kirk and Callahan. I mean, it's it's really yeah. hard to do what they do. I mean, I don't talk about last night's game necessarily. I do more issues. Um, but I think it's a combination of things. It's a combination of what works, what's entertaining. As a listener, I always liked listening to the media on media stuff, the interstation drama stuff, the more political stuff, social issues. So as a host, I figure when I can, I'll take it in that direction. And also, I think it's your interest. Your interests right. change, you know, over time as well. So that was my question, is that I, I, I you know, I hear you on KNC and you'll kind of mock the idea of talking Red Sox for four hours. But from what I've heard of you on, you know, on the weekends in particular, is if it was just you and Drellick this morning, you probably would have done four hours of Mookie Betts is the no, greatest of all. No, it wouldn't have been like that. I mean, <laughs> we, we so? would have done a little what they did, making fun of it. But yeah, well, listen, filling in, that's a good thing you bring. Filling in for KNC when they're not there is hard because you want to do the same show that they do. And it's good to do that to an extent, but you're also not Jerry or Kirk. Sure. You know, so... What I find a lot of times you're doing a lot of these weekend shows, like when it's me and Andy Hart, I've met him a handful of times. We've worked together. It's gone fine. Like, we'll bullshit. We'll go back and forth. But ultimately, I'm not, I can't do two hours of small talk with Andy Hart because it'll just suck, right? right? So let's just get into, let's get into a topic. So that's my mindset when I host these weekend and night shows. Let's get into a topic. Like, right. we don't have, the chemistry isn't always there. Again, I don't really know the guy that well. I don't know how deep they want to get into other stuff. So it's, I find it's better to, be more issue driven Gilroy when I was on with Gilroy uh, the other night he had a bizarre argument that because this is WEI sports talk radio it's yes. called that there there shouldn't be there should be more sports talk on the station like he thinks it's 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 good that you know Dale and Keefe never get into other subjects outside of sports because it's sports talk radio so I said what if hypothetically if they lost their minds down the hall and gave like me and Reamer a show together. Two guys that don't want to talk about sports for four hours. Two guys that want to talk about other shit. I go, you don't think that would be successful just because oh, there's sports in the... They didn't hear our political there, there's a million. I mean, that would have been amazing. There's a million wow. reasons it wouldn't be successful. But you're saying it wouldn't be successful just because it says sports talk radio. And he said, yes, you'd have to rebrand the station as a political talk station. And I don't understand that logic that 
because it's sports talk radio that no other shows should get into sports other than the morning show. No, yeah. I mean, and that's a, what Kirk says, too, right? Just because the sun is positioned in a different area in the sky, like people want to hear entertaining talk at 8 in the morning but not at 8 at night, like right. that doesn't really make sense. So, yeah, I, I think you should just talk about what you're passionate about. Yeah, and G- Gilroy is saying, like, the Red Sox are on the station, so you need to talk Red Sox. Yeah. It's like, why, well, why? No, you can listen to the Red Sox. But Gilroy's in love for himself. It. I mean, for God, Gilroy, you got to say, this is a good week for him, right? So he's it fighting with week, Kirk. Yeah. He's... Uh, fighting with Lou and Glenn all the time. So that's good. Hey, yeah. when you're in Gilroy's spot, you just got to get surfaced six to six. And he's been doing that. So Gilroy's you gotta, uh, gotta yeah, Gil- Gil- Gilroy's not as credit. bad as I thought he would be before. Like now, now that I've met him and been on his show, he's, he's better at radio than I thought. He's he a very nice guy. Yeah. Oh, very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, why have they talked to you about giving you that slot back? Because Gilroy is doing two days a week. Right. And then it was Ben Maller. Ben Maller. The other two is he days? still doing it? Well, when I was in there the other night, they were telling me, They've Ben Maller has been doing it like once a month, hmm. and the other nights they play like best of or something. Have they talked to you about giving you that back? Or no, no, I don't know. Do you think they? Do you think they're afraid? Or no, I don't think it's that. I've I've worked by my I worked by myself last weekend. Right. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, it's tough when you're doing K and C. Like obviously you can't do it the night before. So I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure I'll be back on the late night uh late night time slot. If you're if you're ever in with uh Brady. Which I, don't, I, don't I, I imagine I that'll be. never happen. I don't think that's ever. I imagine happen. that'll never happen. No. But hypothetically, you're in on a day uh, where where Brady is on, and some you know something happens with Guerrero, or there's uh, something controversial is is in the news. Will right. you be afraid? Would you ask him that type of question? Or no. Would you be afraid to do that? No. Nope. Straight up wouldn't. Well, it's Jerry and Kirk's interview. I was in on right. a few Brady interviews. Over I'm saying the fall. Hypo- for whatever reason, you're talking to Brady professionally. Like in an interview for whatever. Would I reason. ask him a tough would question? You, would you? Would you? Would you? Would you do that, or would you be afraid to interview him? Given what's happened, no, I would interview him. But would you ask him any hard questions or no? Would it be a, a puff piece? Are there hard questions to ask? I'm saying in this given week there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. I'd be afraid. I mean, in the moment, what I, <laughs> right, I don't I guess know. It's a but dumb, I mean, it's a dumb I'm, I'm going to say yes right now. You're going to yeah. say yes, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 I'll go right at him. It's <laughs> because it's never going to happen. They'll never put you on with Brady, right? I don't think so. There's no, no way. No, I Not, highly doubt it. Now that's the weird thing because, like, what if you get a show here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if you someday are oh. full time on the morning show? I guess well, maybe. it's never happened as long as they have Brady, right? There's only a few more years left of him, so. Yeah, retire soon, Tom. <laughs> Just get out of here, Tom. Please. Let Alex get let's the go, morning show. to the Brian Christ Hoyer sake. era. Yeah. Um, I asked Kirk this question, and it, it, it spawned a little, uh, yeah, Jerry got a little butthurt by his answer. Uh-oh. But, um, so I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you the same thing. Other than KNC, mm-hmm. anyone on this station, anyone on 98.5, anyone that's not in radio, uh, who do you, they, they give you the afternoon show or whatever show, and they say build it. Pick your co-host and whatever. Who do you choose? I can't choose Jerry or Kirk. No. Hmm. Tomasi and Trenny. Oof. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Turncoat radio, baby. <laughs> oh, my there God. There we go. That's well, the show I would enjoy doing the most. The liberals so. would love it. <laughs> oh, it would be a great show. Uh, is, that, is that really what you choose? Trenny and Tomasi? I, I, yeah, I love working with those two. You don't think that would, there would be too much... Just everyone agreeing with no, each other? No, it would be too much agreement. We need a conservative. Yeah. We need a conservative in there. A deep-voiced, Marlboro-smoking conservative. Mutt. Oh, a, yeah. Mutt's, Mutt's a big conservative. Huge conservative. Mutt, Trenny, and, uh, I mean, Mutt, Trenny, and Reamer. I like, yeah. I like working with Mutt. Sure. I like Mutt, that. too. Honestly, I think Mutt gets too much shit. You know who I think gets way too much shit is uh, Bradford for being bad on the air. Rob's a great I, guy. I don't. Th- Rob's an excellent and guy. And tries hard. Yeah, yeah, I like Rob on the but air. But I don't think he's terrible on the no. air. Like he's, I mean, maybe he stutters and stammers. That's good. But, he, but he's will. So do I. <laughs> yeah, I do. Too. And, I, mean, uh, I can't pick on anyone's voice or right. stuttering or stammering. I'm the last person to throw bombs there. But Rob is willing to say things. Like they got him today for not having a great comeback to Murray. Yeah. But he is willing to stir shit at least more so than. Oh yeah. Dale. Oh, you know Rob what I mean? totally or, under. No, yeah. Rob. Rob has it down. I mean, Rob's doing this for a long time. 
Yeah. Rob, Rob goes back to the old big show. If you had to, uh, if you had to pick anyone at ninety eight five, is there anyone you would want to work oh, with? Of course, Felger. Felger I mean, is that, is that even a I forgot, I forgot like, about that. Is, is that was question? that the most ridiculous thing you got banned for? Was the Felger thing? Oh yeah. What oh. did they get? Was that just overreacting? Was that real? Oh, like, it was I, very real. Yes. I don't because that see that seems to me at least in hindsight. Maybe I agreed with them at the time. I don't remember. But in hindsight, it, that seems like something they'd have you in and bash you for, not ban you for weeks or months. Yeah, I need to be put in my place. <laughs> did they by well, Daddy Kirk? Did they really tell you off the air? Like you're an idiot. We can't no one told. On? No one talked to me off the air. Really? Nope. I woke up that morning and I listened. It's Alex Reamer. We want him fired. <laughs> and everyone on the show, I'm going, "What? What is going on here?" And I remember I was walking to the gym that morning, trying to take my mind off it. And someone stopped me in the street and was like, "Hey, they're really killing you this morning." I'm like, "Thanks, thank you." <laughs> uh, that was very, that was very bizarre. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they were pissed and legitimately so, right? So they send me sure. to the Tony Robbins event. They pay for my ticket. I do write an article for the website, but the thing oh, was, it was, I was dumb. Gonna... But it just seemed like something they'd have you in the next day. Yeah, but they, it's so time summer. You got to play it up. Uh, you know, rub Reamer's face in it, dirt face in the dirt a little bit. Uh, my mistake there, of course, as we know, is I took it to heart and I didn't say, "Okay, so I'm." In the situation now it's not life or death i still work at weei i mean so i was on all that next weekend so it's like how can we play this and i didn't have an idea of how to play it yeah that would be my uh, that would honestly that would be my flaw too is i would get on twitter and be like why why are they doing this you can't do it you can't it's mind games it's all mind games um what's your relationship like with chris curtis i think it's good you guys talk off the air and oh, yeah. friendly and uh, I mean, I don't, I, listen. If I did that to you, would you ever be able to like really no. trust me again? Of course no, not. That's that's bizarre to me that he's like eh, have him back on, <laughs> like because I would be. I don't think I would ever talk to you again. That, that's right. just how I am. Uh, that yeah. I just wouldn't. I, I don't think I, think, I, would talk I to think, you. think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. No, I'm shocked that Curtis uh, has been able to forgive me. It's amazing. I wouldn't have been able to forgive myself. That is by far the. There's, there's no other thing. Yeah, it's despicable, disgraceful. Just uh, actually, it makes my like, stomach churn. When that I was when I would I'm say like, uh, John Dennis was right about you. Oh, you're, you're yes. a weasel. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's right about. Yeah, I am a weasel. Rat, all of it. <laughs> so, what? How long did that take to get back in his good graces, or was that right away? Because it's bizarre to me. Chris Curtis is an odd guy. Because uh, he, he the first time oh, when Minahan did my podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I think it came up. Why? Why doesn't Blind Mike come on? Uh, go do weekends or whatever. And uh, Curtis called me very dry and boring. He would say that to you on the air. And... He said, no, he said it on the air. Have you talked then, to Curtis? Like, yeah, and then when the I talked to him, he was very nice. He goes, hey, like, go in and do Gilroy. And, and yeah. you know, we're trying to mix you in on the station a little bit and stuff like that. So it's weird. And, I, you know, I, I, you can't take everything on the air seriously. But it's such a, a contrast yeah, don't. that I don't, I don't know what to make of the fucking guy. <laughs> hey, just uh, keep doing the Gilroy stuff. And yeah. you know, we're looking for people. I mean, Curtis, right. the one thing about Curtis is Curtis listens all the time. He's very passionate. He had a Deitch interview. He loves sports talk radio. I mean, right. he's... he's you, know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep doing. It. And, and again, it's all part of the mind games. Sure, it's all mind games here. But how how quickly did he was he willing to uh, uh, talk to you? And, and I mean, we spoke. A, I think a couple weeks after it happened. I mean, we spoke in person, obviously. And right. I just like, uh, you know, I, I, it took some time. But I mean, we have a good relationship. I mean, Curtis does all the scheduling for the station, so sure. I talk to him, you know, at least a couple times Please. a week. I'm sorry. Please, Curtis, can I go on? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, the, I talk to Curtis a lot. The other thing I didn't understand from you is. Uh, when you said when they had you back on for that that classic debate, you versus Kirk, yeah, um, you said professionally, uh, uh, personally, I'm right. sorry, but professionally, right. I'm not. I didn't understand. Like, I get the idea of it, mm-hmm. but what that equates to in my mind is no, I'm I'm not really sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, how could anyone feel good about what? I mean, that was such a uh, again just an awful, sickening thing sure. to do, and just how demented and deranged I had become. You know, I'm thinking, so I'm off the air. 
trying to get back on. I'm apologizing to Jerry and Kirk. I came here to, this is how pathetic I, I am. I came there here one day to apologize to them. Kirk somehow got tipped off I was coming. He left before I could apologize. Talk about the <laughs> fucking mind games, right? Sneaking out the back door. So I'm so crazed. And I'm like, you know, like he doesn't respect capitulation. So what if I like do the dirtiest, like nastiest thing I can think of? What do I have on any of them? Oh, I have this. This is how perverse the thinking is. Maybe somehow Jerry, they'll respect that I'm willing to go as low as possible. It's like really fucked up, right? right. So so that's what I meant when I said that. I was like, it was so desperate and sad. And and, and I'm not... And at that, the, the parole hearing, if you will, like, and we've even said this on the air, like, I was, I already talked to Curtis privately a couple of times. That was not about apologizing again to Curtis, because I would have come across as so pathetic and weak and feckless. Oh, and, you did the right, you did 100% and, the right and, thing. And they were man. not in the yeah, mood yeah. to, like, forgive me. I mean, so I had to go in there swinging. Right. The, the one, the one very good shot you had that I thought, and I remember Jerry got a good uh, belly laugh out of it was uh, when Kirk said, you know, we're, we're a family here. And we don't do that to our family. And you said, uh, "Wasn't John Dennis a member of that family?" Yes. I was like, "You know what? <laughs> That's a good. That was a yes. good." Well, Kirk job. can't take the moralistic high ground on right. you know, anything. Yeah, really. he's cheering when people get fired. Yeah, it's like, yeah. come on. Um, so there's no one at the station you uh, you 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 hate that's been a dick to you or anything. Not to my That's face. Not to my face. I'm sure behind my back, a lot, plenty you, of people. But you don't know n- nothing. You know of nothing. I'm not here that much. I'm right. only here when I'm True. doing shows and. You know, unless I'm doing KNC, it's off hours. I'm here right. nights, weekends generally, so I don't have a lot of interaction with people. Is there anyone in the media? Because you've been in the media for fucking oh, ever. So you, had, you, had, you had Jerry Callahan on your podcast 10 years there ago. There it was. <laughs> um, so is there anyone in the media that's been a dick to you? Uh, that you hold a, hold a grudge no, against or anything? Again, again not no? to my face. Have you ever had any interaction with Pete Abraham? <laughs> no, I have well, not. Well, then <laughs> buckle up. He'll, have he'll you? be a dick to you. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear that story? No. Uh, when I, I was still a bar stool and... Um, uh, Jared Carabas did my first podcast ever. Oh yeah, he hates Jared, right? Right. So we were talking about that, and I told a story of of someone else witnessing Pete Abraham be a dick. Like he was texting while um, one of the kids from the Best Buddies charity, which I'm imagining you donate a lot to now. Now I do. Yes, um, number one donor. But some kid. It goes. It goes right to the University of Michigan <laughs> Athletic Department, right? Reverend Brady's <laughs> funneling that cash. Some uh, some kid from um, the Best Buddies charity was on stage at the Globies. And I guess Pete was like texting and had to be told to put his phone away. And it was—it's a longer story than that, but that's basically the story I told. And it was no more, no more malice than that. And all I said, and I go—I wasn't there. This is just told to me secondhand. Blah blah blah. So the next day, uh, Feidelberg at Barstool, your boy, comes out of the back office and says, uh, "Why does Pete Abraham want your phone number?" I said, "I don't know." Like I didn't even remember telling that story. He said, "Can I give it to him?" I said, "Yeah." So I get a call, uh, Mike. This is Pete Abraham. I say, hey, Pete, how's it going? He goes, uh, not good. <laughs> he goes, several members of my family listened to your podcast and said uh, that you were saying I, I hate mentally challenged kids. And I go, well, Pete, first of all, I see the numbers. There's no chance several members of your family were listening. <laughs> not even several people in general. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe both my parents. Maybe two people listened. Uh, so I don't know where, where you're getting that. Did you say that about him? No. It, it was the craziest thing. What, I, what, what were you talking about him at all? Well, that I, I said the story that I just said that he was texting during oh. the best buddy stuff. Well, how do you get that? As he didn't. I go, Pete. Did you listen to it? He goes, Why would I? Of I go, Maybe, maybe to get of some. Co- maybe to get some context because obviously, who's whoever's telling you this is completely wrong. So I said, Will you come on the podcast and talk about it? He said, No, you're an idiot. He wanted. He was trying to get me fired from Barstool. Uh, he, he was texting Carabas saying, How can you support this guy? All this crazy shit. And I was an intern at the time. Oof. So petty and low. It was the craziest thing. So. um... 
I, I, I've, and then now, now he does a weird thing where he'll, he'll um, follow me and unfollow me and block me and unblock me on Twitter. It's the most bizarre. He's the weirdest guy I've ever interacted with in my life, and I've heard nothing but terrible stories yeah. from other people that have. Sounds like, him. sounds like. Go ahead. He's like a preteen girl. Yeah, he, yeah, he really. Yeah, is. Well, that's what it sounds like. like blocking. Yeah. On, it's just. A, I think it's also someone who has too much time on their hands as well, right? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So there's no. I'm amazed with your uh, personality and, and controversy and all that stuff that. Uh, no one's had any sort of uh, beef with you like that. No, I no, not to my face. I'm sure behind my back. Behind absolutely. Back, yeah. I mean, so what, well, it's yeah. I'm sure behind my back. There's been plenty of stuff said, especially when the Brady thing happened. But you're asking me to my face. No, no one's ever. I mean, said maybe Dale. Yeah, I guess on air I would know about. But yeah, I mean, I mean, do I think Dale is a is a huge fan of mine? No, probably not. I mean, right. Keith, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, did that one show with them? It was pretty contentious. But I mean, again, to my face, I really only see Jerry Kirk and you know late night board ops and Mutt. Right. <laughs> at, and at, at, uh, at this stage of your career, if they said to you, um, "We want you to do, want you to take much show or whatever, but we want you to only do sports talk," would you do it, or would you take some sort of a stand and say, "I'm, I'm not about that"? Oh, I would do it. You would I'm, do it. I'm in this. Just I'm 25 years old. Right, right. right. I mean, you know, yeah. you said something interesting in that, um, in that the, the battle versus Kirk that we were talking about, uh, where you said, "I." I can't work for ESPN. Oh, right. Yes. But a great one. You said that, and they, they, they bashed that, but it's like, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, you could have gone down a road where you were working for ESPN or MLB Network or whatever, the way you were going, where you could have just been a, a boring writer, but making, but making a nice living, and you've... Living in Bristol, Connecticut, though. There, sure. <laughs> Who wants to do that? But there's something to be said for kind of throwing that away. You, 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 well, yeah, you, I mean, I don't know. I, you I don't threw, think you so. threw your I mean, safety net in a what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't yeah, so? well, Bill Simmons, ESPN hired Bill Simmons after uh, he called the ESPYs like a TV holocaust. You know, so sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. There's a I don't, chance. To be honest with you, I don't think I'm on ESPN's radar in the least. So no, no, no. Think... I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the way you were going is that seems like what you would have oh, done by, maybe. by starting your Red Sox blog and all that type yeah. of shit. Is or maybe maybe work for the Globe or whatever. Yeah, again, though, it's where your interests go. Like, do I want to be a beat writer now? No, I don't want to be a beat writer. Do I want to host Sports Center? No, I don't want to host Sports Center. I, I love doing what I do here. I love the stuff I do for the website, stirring it up on the air. I mean, I, I like and the thing that I always say about EEI, and you know, you've encountered this, I'm sure too, is there's really a lot of freedom to do what you want. Sure. I mean, I can only count. A handful of times where I've been told, you know, it's stay away from this. Let's not go here. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, the only time it happened was during that month where it was you and then Fourier. Yes, and that's when my which is under the, like the first five episodes of my podcast we had to edit because yeah, we had to take shit out. Yeah, um, but obviously that's understandable. But uh, my my last question for you, I'll ask for the uh, the stoolies. Okay, I've, great. I've heard you. I've heard you mention Barstool with a sort of uh, contention and like kind of like you look down on them. Is that Maybe I'm wrong, but um, is that just because they they kind of exposed the pissant thing? No, no. Or is it just that you don't like what they do there? Uh, Barstool is interesting. I mean, you, I, 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 you have to respect what Portnoy's built, right? Sure. And I think some of the shit's funny. Like, part of my take I like a lot. I think that's okay. a really, really funny show. Personally, I don't visit it every day. It's just not for me. Well, neither do I. But I but I wouldn't think, like, when I, when they come up, I wouldn't go, ugh. You know well, what they I mean? hate that, me. The stories hate me. So I hate them. Okay, that, that, that's what I was asking. If that yeah. came from the pissant thing, or if it was well, they, they hated me before. Trenny hates it because she thinks it's a, a smut blog or whatever. Yeah. Well, they, you no, don't look down well, on they, it. For they that they hated me before then. Well, for what? Uh, Just in general? In general, anti-patriots. I don't know. That crowd's. Never Are you anti? I don't. I don't think so. That that that's the one thing that was a little much there, and I I played into it while I was there, like you know, defend the wall and all that yeah. shit. But it was a little much when it's like 
anyone who says like, eh, you know, right. the Patriots might not win the Super Bowl right. this year. Yeah. Uh, like, Let's fucking attack. Let's hate them. That's a little crazy. Yeah, but I, um, you know, I, I don't think the story's like me, which is why I, I go back at them once. In well, a that's while. fair. That's All what right. that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if you were just like looking down your nose, like you're better than them or something. I, I, I don't think I could ever do that. Talk about like <laughs> you you know, having anyone, sex yeah. in bathhouses. How can I ever look down? <laughs> so at you'd anybody? fit right in there. They would love that. Um, they already have a gay writer, though, right? Do they? Gay I, 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 I honestly don't follow it that much oh. anymore either. They, they'll, they'll bring up names to me. They're like, "Oh, do you see a, a text and Glenny Balls?" I'm like, "I don't know who the fuck that is." Um, Blind Mike is where Barstool ended for me. But Alex, thank you for doing this, man. Hey, thanks, man. Anytime. I, uh, it was fun. Hey, you've earned my respect, which oh, is, good. I'm sure, all you really needed. Yes, when I you can came walk back, you said the one thing I want to do is, is a get Blind on Mike trash podcast. talk. Yes. All right, man. Thanks a lot for doing it. Hey, man. I anytime. appreciate it. Cool. Uh, see you next week, guys. See you, man. You've been listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, a presentation of WEEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 